Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 291. My name is Brando. Another episode you can watch on Zoom if you would like. So you get to see some more bearded faces. Uh, <laughs> today I'm joined by rejoined by Matt Gordon, who is my co-host, uh, guest co-host for me first in the Gimme Gimmies with Spike. Uh, what's going on, Matt? Uh, nothing much, you know, just hanging out. Um, you know, just been doing some spring cleaning around the house past couple of days. So it's good to get out and talk ever since Guns N' Roses, at least. So um, it's good to get out and talk some GNR because I really haven't got a chance to since the night of the show. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As we do our Portland uh, review this episode. And I don't know if you noticed, some people might think this is a Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, I knew what it was. <laughs> what is it then? It's the Seahawks, right? I'm not Seahawks, Winterhawks. No, Winterhawks. Yeah, I yeah, know. My brain, my brain went sideways. That's a Winterhawks hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Portland Winterhawks. Mike knew as well. Uh, what my, uh, my brother Tristan got me because he's visited Portland a few times and got me this hat. Very slight difference. I think they came out the same time. The Winterhawks and the Blackhawks and, and the owners were friends. It's it's like a minor league hockey team, but still just a yeah. yeah. The story uh, goes that um, the Winterhawks didn't have um, their own gear when they started, so they borrowed gear from the Chicago Blackhawks that they weren't using anymore, and then just change. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then this kind of went on that way for years. And I was a little kid and I would see the Blackhawks players. I would think they were Winterhawks players, <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. And look at this. I love the amount of hockey I inject in this. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not a big, ho- biggest hockey guy, but I grew up watching the Winterhawks. And one of my best friends, Nick's Hey Nick, if you're watching, um, he's a um, massive hockey guy. His, 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 his Instagram handle is I suck at hockey. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. And, and, and uh, it was a few episodes ago, I spoke to, to Army, Derek Armstrong, who's in the LA Kings front office about hockey. He used to play for the Islanders and the Rangers. And just uh, it's cool as we spread the six degrees of GNR bacon. But today, obviously, a lot of GNR talk. Uh, so, uh, Michael Clancy, uh, it's been a, it's a pleasure because you're, you know, you got like 20,000 followers on Twitter. Do you have like a infu- like jazz infusion album I don't know about? Like, how do you? How do you have 20,000 followers other than being so positive and love rock and roll? And, and, and thank you for your support, retweeting me a bunch of times. Yeah, I, it, you know, I've been a user since 2012. Yeah, you know, not a drug user again in 2012, <laughs> but, but I, that's, that's an old story. But, but uh, you know, it's just been, uh, it's kind of an eclectic, a, a group of followers and I just, you know, followed certain hashtags and it's just been since 2012 of a, a, a following that's happened. And it's just, you know, I'll, I'll put out in, in, and I think you get a sense that I just have a, a, you know, there's, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it's a lot of the positivity. And then I got hooked up with a lot of, you know, music people and the metal community and a lot of people that are, 
you know, accepting of, you know, my, 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 you know, my views on, on positive, you know, living and that kind of thing. And, you know, like sobriety is a part of my deal. Right. And I, I recovery. And so I've got a lot of people in recovery that follow. It's just a lot of different sections, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of music, a lot of music people. And, um, it just over a period of time, just following back, following people since 2012. So, you know, I love it. I did, but no, I'm not, I'm just a regular guy and I don't know how the heck that happened, <laughs> but you know, I love some pictures of shows and just all over the place. You know, I'll get, I'll get people following me, some blue check person. And I don't know what they think of me. And then I'll get, you know, and then I just follow back people with 12 followers and I just, I just, I, you know, and Twitter's where I like to hang because I can kind of censor, I can self-censor. Like I can, um, if you know you're what I mean, I don't have to get, you're a rare one on Twitter that can self-censor then. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do that. I do that. I just, I kind of stick to what I want to stick to and, you know, and then I can, and I can just tune out everything else on, on the other platforms, just stuff comes at you, you know, just nonstop, like, uh, in your feed. And I don't want to talk to family and get into family drama and all that kind of stuff. So gotcha. I like, no, I understand. Uh, so you guys, this is why I think yeah. it's great. You are, are, are two perfect people. Why I love doing this. Uh, what, which I guess I, I wish I, I had done it since the beginning, these fan review episodes. Of course we used to have, um, we see if you guys can hear the sound bite. It's a fan obsession. Do we be able to tell that as I'm trying to bring back the sound bites here? Oh. Okay. I used to have like fan segments on the show where I would just maybe do a short interview and an interview. Yeah. Just a, a regular guns of roses fan about their fandom, but wow. doing these review shows has just been not just fun for all of us who goes to a Guns N' Roses show and need to get all the energy out post-show still, even days after. Oh, yeah. They're really well-received by the listener. Because I think it's... Wow. You help paint the picture for those who aren't able to go to those shows. And we're all kind of along for the ride. So that's fun. Yeah. And I've been um, the person that's... I mean, my first Guns N' Roses concert wasn't until 2016 on Not In This Lifetime. So I was one of those people that couldn't go to a show for years who followed stuff like this to know about the shows. So that's why it's perfect I, for me. The good part of social media and the good part of what Mike does connecting people. So that's why it's all that we can all kind of meet here. And before yeah. we move on to the Portland thing, a couple of things I do want to uh, mention, I, I used, there still might be a Denver, Denver review that we do uh, Stuart who reached out to me on Instagram. Also the same Stuart that when I visited Denver a few weeks ago on my vacation, he wanted me to meet him in an, an arcade that had the GNR pinball, the new one. But just like with this episode, just the timing isn't, right yet so denver episode may come in the future i appreciate you know Stuart, regardless and uh, this is a little bit more serious but i just want to make sure he said he, he's an avid listener so i want to make sure i acknowledge him uh anthony uh, scarpacey he wanted to do the the vegas review show which the show is yet to happen uh he messages me just a few days ago brando i'm not going to be at the vegas show i'm in the hospital i had an effing heart attack this morning I really wanted to co-host, but I'll be uh, listening even more intensely now since I'm missing it. So he is listening. Uh, keep up the good work and stop worrying about being banned. <laughs> Fuck it. You don't need them to do the good radio. You got this. More importantly, Anthony, you got this. So I'm glad you're, you're keeping a good attitude. And uh, whenever you get better, you'll, you'll come on and 
We'll talk she and R whether or not you went to a show or or not. Just to, to have you back on. So best. Yeah, uh, I best think if I speak for all the fans of the show when we say we're all keeping you in our thoughts too. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. yeah it's a tough thing up, to beat, but you can get past it, man. Yeah. Thanks, Matt and Mike. No and I guess to keep the uh, <laughs> to keep the the mood a little solemn, little little sad. Because as we do this in, in real time, even though it's a podcast, uh, recently we, we, we lost uh, Charlie Watts, mm-hmm. the legendary drummer from the Rolling Stones. And as of last night, as we were recording this, uh, GNR played L.A. They dedicated Knocking on Heaven's Door to him. And I know, um, you know, like what, do you, like, what do you say? Like, the Stones are just like, they're an iconic band. And yeah, they... Uh, They've all, they're going to continue touring, obviously, with, without Charlie. But this might be it. And this is just a band that's toured since I've been alive. You know, oh, yeah. and I, I know, Michael, since you're a little bit of an, uh, an older guy, a little bit more seasoned. You know what? Let's say that. You have some more yeah. gray in your beard than I do. You're a more seasoned veteran yeah. than me. Um, yeah. Can you talk? Have you seen the Stones? I never had the chance. It, it, I never 56, had the- 56 times. Whoa. It's the, it's, the, it's the one band that I have an accurate account and I have uh, programs and a lot of memorabilia. A lot of people know that. And I'm good friends with Chips Enough and Ace Von Johnson. There's some different, you know, players that, you know, I've, I've, I've connected with uh, uh, locally. But all the know, you know, m- many people know my love, my passion, number one, world's greatest rock and roll band. 1981 was the first time I saw them at the Coliseum in L.A., and um, haven't missed a tour. A lot of those high numbers, when you hear 56 shows, happen when I had money established later in life and could go to seven shows on a tour and go to Japan. I saw them in Japan. I saw them, uh, I'd take flights uh, spur of the moment to Chicago and, you know, in different, at different juncture. I, I, I've seen them all over this country and, you know, out of country into Canada, uh, LA with guns and roses. And, uh, you know, I just been, you know, the stones are my first love. Um, and, and, and I find it interesting if I can just say this, yeah, I, I cried about Charlie. Watt. I mean, it was just a rough day to, to, to hear that. And it just brought you know, the sense of mortality to me. And I can't believe it just seemed like yesterday when they were in their thirties and I was seeing them and I thought they were old then. And, uh, you know, and, and the big thing is with a lot of the tweets that you made, you couldn't have been more right to say, I think it's fair to say that there wouldn't be a guns and roses without the stones, but there wouldn't be the fan of guns and roses of my type. Of, of, of whatever type of fan you want to call me of guns and roses. I'm a, I love the band and I love them primarily because of the Rolling Stones. It's like there was some, I thought there would be no, it was like, it was like, this is them. I didn't connect all these other, the influences of, you know, Aerosmith or whatever anybody else would I saw this is like stones on steroids. You know, Greg Renoff wrote that book about Van Halen saving heavy metal in the late seventies. And I, I'd seen all those shows on the sunset strip starting in the eighties, a lot of shows. And I, nobody captured that 
for me, like Guns N' Roses. So I became a big Guns N' Roses fan because of the Stones, right? So That does make sense. And that's something yeah. that we do on this podcast is to find where in the timeline did you become a Guns N' Roses fan? You know, whether, yeah, you're introduced to them you're, that when before their GNR or a, a Rolling Stone uh, kind of band, they introduce you to GNR. Maybe they soften. If you're not into hard rock like that, they might soften the blow. And of course, we'll talk to fans that fi- found them through Chinese democracy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. different things. And also, because I think it, I just saw it slip. So before, I want to acknowledge it before it falls. I want to give a shout out and thank you because I got it in the mail. Uh, one of the fan reviews that we did uh, was in Fargo with uh, Eric P. And he uh, as sa- he said on the, the podcast, he bought me an extra lithograph. I mean, oh, look, I right? love that. He's not lying. And he wouldn't accept any money. I was like, I'll give you fifty dollars. You know, uh, uh, you don't need to mark it up. <laughs> I'll just like let me just pay. And he's nope, nope, nope. So uh, thank you. I'll get it framed at some point, but right now it's just leaning Beautiful. up against my wall. Yeah. So thank you. I didn't want. I want to make sure, especially before it falls and it gets uh, everything. My stage collapses. And oh yeah, well it still looks good even if it slipped. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- um, thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah, was, uh, did you have any lithographs, by the way, before we move on? Because uh, you have, do you either of you like bought lithographs at shows? So you guys, I've never got the lithographs. Have? I've uh, I've gotten a T-shirt at every show I saw except Tennessee. I forgot Tennessee, but um, okay. yeah, I've gotten I I've got tons of memorabilia, just not lithos. <laughs> okay. We you see, I'm wearing this shirt, right? That Matt probably got. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I didn't get it at first, but um, you know the GNR on tour, uh, no, the GNR <laughs> tour truck. Um, yeah. code they got me with that yeah. <laughs> in the show i like scanned it on my phone and they gave me 20 percent off so i ordered it so it's on its way right now oh nice cool. <laughs> so what does it say yeah. is it gnr yeah uh, pdx it says gnr pdx here but then the back i don't know how to do this let me try this you oh, see that? Picture is beautiful oh that looks cool yeah skull holding uh well a skeleton holding a bunch of roses i mean that would look yeah. like a badass tattoo yeah yeah and and I did get the lithograph. I got the one in Seattle at the stadium. That's that's the Supersonics kind of uh, lithograph. And then I got one. That was my Vegas. first show. Mm. Yeah. Oh, was it? On yeah, my store? first GNR show. Yeah. List. yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. It, 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 uh, uh, so yeah, I, I got that. That was my first one on this, not in this lifetime deal. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was I think it that yeah that was the first show, and then. Got the lithograph in uh, at the Gorge Amphitheater. I was Did you go to that too. one, Matt? Yeah, I went Wasn't to that, that one too. Yeah, was, that's my favorite one of all the show four shows I saw. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's up there with um with Tennessee because I got to see Locomotive in Tennessee and I I I lost it. I mean I'm sorry. The only person that saw it is my ex girlfriend. So I have no one to vouch for me, but I don't think I ever lost it at a show when I heard fucking Frank come in with that. Drum fill. It was crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the Gorge was great too because they played My Michelle, and that's my favorite song. So, you know, every show there was there was something good, something cool about that. That's what I like about Guns N' Roses too. Every show they play something. At least I've seen yeah. them, and they play something different than the last time I seen them. And like, I feel like they get the most undeserved. Like, oh, they never change up the set list. Hate out of any band <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And speaking of, cause you mentioned the gorge and, and you listen to my show actually, as I have uh, my, my GNR loves DMB pillow next to me. Cause my fiance has seen uh, Dave Matthews at the gorge and they just, 
change up their set list like you know like everything it's like completely different every night and i think that's just i don't gnr can't do that yeah, I think yeah. It's the different styling and, and everything like that but I, i'm with you especially what they're doing yeah. now you, you, i don't think that's that's a whole other thing we'll, we'll talk about the set list but the reason why i ask about the, the lithographs is because matt you're in portland like how far of a trek was it for you to the arena and and mike you said you were from I don't know, like Portland, California. You know. Yeah, born born and raised in L.A., but I'm more than half my life now here. All my kids have been raised here, so I live West Portland. So I'm okay. Okay. I'm I'm nine minutes from uh, the modus from you oh, know the wow. arena. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I'd say 11, 11 to thirteen now. It was nine minutes a few years ago, but probably thirteen minutes. So, and like I was, um, I live, I don't live in West Portland, but I work in West Portland. So, um, I was right over there too. So I, it was easiest thing in the world to get to the arena essentially. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Because when people try to get there, they try to get there early, not just for, uh, for mammoth, which, uh, I'm glad that they're, they're back in the road. I think that what they missed like one date, maybe uh, two, two dates. Date. It was two dates. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're going to get the, uh, the Velveteers on the podcast you opened the oh cool so that's, oh. that's gonna be fun uh so they missed two days but i'm thankful that they're back but to get the merch and to get the lithos which i think now you can only get one per uh, i think they they so do you got do you guys go there early to get merch or since you've especially you michael that you've been to so many shows you're not even worried about merch at this point no, I, I wish that was the case my wife would tell you i have an addiction and a problem <laughs> And, and I've always been obsessive compulsive and I made, I thought I had a great buy on tickets, but it was the first show back. And it was like the first show in two years. And I would want, and I just went nuts, man. I bought too much. <laughs> I bought, it, it was like four times what the tickets got or something like that. I mean, it just ended up, and my wife doesn't even know about it. a couple more things coming from that GNR truck <laughs> thing. And, but I got, I did go off the rails, but it was worth it. Okay. For, yeah. To me, I anyhow. mean, yeah. I mean, even I went off the rails for myself cause I'm not a big merchant show guys guy, but um, I don't know if I, I, I got it backwards. Maybe I'll flip it forward, but um. Yeah, I got this bad boy there. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, um, yeah. Yeah, and then like I said, the tour truck thing popped up, and then I got the um, the same shirt you're wearing right now, Mike. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I even went because like you said, it's the first show back, so I kind of, you know, I went and got dinner and, <laughs> and and a drink, and you know, I went all out for it too. Yeah, that, yeah. That makes sense because yeah, you're right. It's not just Guns N' Roses on tour again. It's for it was for me just like it was for you both. It's your first show back. Like, yeah. it's just, you're, mm -hmm. you're up to like, there are birds, you know, they're, you're looking at the other clouds, like, you're, you're, there are other people around you. <laughs> yeah. but, I was, I don't know, Brenda, I was going to say, I don't know if they had it at your show, but at, at the, at the Moda Center, all, all over the walls, they had giant, giant, or every, every TV had like a giant Guns N' Roses logo that said, Welcome F and Back on it. Uh, yeah. 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 They did. My, yeah. My, my oh, wife awesome. loved that. It I was know. So it was, and that that was a part that that was part of the emotional like I don't know what emotional spiritual experience it was just like I was overwhelmed and my wife was like why are you crying right she goes oh my god you're crying right right as it started and I said it's just everything it's just like your pin tweet bro 
Brando, Brando. It's like, you know, the world's on fire, but these guys just, and I, and I got to credit, credit them. I, I I'm surprised they truck through on this. I'm seeing cancellations left and right. And we needed it so bad. The city needed it. Could you feel that there, Matt? Oh no, I that was it, the only, the only concert I've ever seen with a crazier crowd than that, that guns and roses show was iron maiden uh last year and yeah, that show was yeah. the same deal where it was um it was iron maiden's first show in portland in 32 years yeah and so it, so that's i'd say that's the only thing i've ever seen that could compare with that type of crowd it was the yeah. energy was there even before hour even hour before freaking wolfgang went on 100 people were how hooting and hollering hollering like the arena was only half full at that point as the energy was so positive and good in that that building you know and i got it to was. see like all my friends came out, which never happens, has never happened at a Guns N' Roses show, which I never even thought would happen. And like, <laughs> I've seen like people I hadn't seen in years. It was a great vibe. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. I, I, I saw that same thing. And to speak to the one thing I wanted to comment on, you know, and it sort of fits into review of the show is the merch uh, thing really weird thing. I started seeing these, uh, uh, thing, uh, stories popping up, you know, I type in guns and roses, Portland to see how excited people were. And I started seeing posts that were talking about a crackdown on bootleggers. Right. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I was there probably, we got there about five forty-five, maybe uh, five thirty, And, there were secret like undercover guys running around with mics and they were talking to each other. And I was listening to them saying, Hey, did you find any, did you get any guys? I was, I found a guy out here, but he took off and you know, I'm not catching anybody, but they were like, I've never seen a crack. They had like a whole sting operation. For wow. Interesting. That is yeah. Very- Cause the um, bootleggers are, we're out at the, I don't know. Cause I was, um, I was waiting to meet up with a friend who was ha- who was in a different section than me. So um, I was out by the main sign by the motor. And at the end, the bootleggers, were, there was like multiple guys in the same corner trying to sell their shirts. So that's maybe why they were so out in force at the end of the show, because they had stopped enforcing it. Yeah. They, they were selling their stuff inside. They were up in our section. So oh, somehow really? they smuggled in the stuff. Yeah. They yeah, were selling it's they always outside, it. like when the show is over, you know, you know, ten dollars, ten dollars for a shirt, and then yeah, that's yeah. Tremendous. I mean, yeah. I bought I bought one bootleg GNR shirt at at Seattle because I was it was I saw my favorite band for the first time and I was freaked. You know, I'm all jazzed up, and this guy's like, and I had already bought one T-shirt already, and this guy's like, ten bucks for a Guns N' Roses T-shirt, and it was a bootleg. It looked like he had gone down to the um, LA shows. Do you remember the first big arena shows they did after the after the one in LA? Yeah, he had. Yeah. They were from that show. <laughs> it yeah. said "L.A." on the back of them, and I was like, "Why not? I'll take that." And then um, I was in line to see Black Sabbath on their farewell tour, and this couple, older couple, came up to me and asked if I was at the show. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I just got this in Seattle." And they were like, "Oh, we were just wondering because we're going to see the Stones down there, so we wanted to know how the arena was." <laughs> Funny to bring it back to yeah. the Stones. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. See, so that's that's. that's uh, it's interesting the the crackdown like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this big thing. If you go look for the articles, uh, uh, 
it's a Guns N' Roses has a team and they're out to sue bootleggers and prosecute and they're on a mission here. And which is, you know, I'm I I want money to go to the band, support the band and all that. But sometimes those bootleg shirts end up being uh, uh, worth a lot of money years later. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The actual bootleg shirts and the bootleg shirt. I didn't buy one promise, but the coming through the section and the guy's showing them and it's uh, guns and Ro- uh, we're effing back. Uh. Guns and roses. We're effing back with like a, I don't know if it was the needles, a version of the needle skull or something, but it said okay. we're effing back, you know? So it was a different, you know, they just, you know, they had some unique design, but the guy was in the stand. I'd never seen that before to where he's in the stand selling them before mammoth came on. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that at any concert, much less yeah. Guns and roses. Yeah. yeah. And not that you had problems with, uh, with the GNR truck either because I'll, I'll follow some gnr um, merchandise fan sites on on facebook and somebody ordered this shirt of the robocop lithograph on the shirt but it was completely tilted like completely Ooh. like it, it oh wow weird. so i don't and i don't know if there are other people having issues with the gnr truck so I, you guys have not i assume um well the thing with me and the gnr truck is it's um i buy a lot of um like as far as Guns N' Roses stuff, I buy a lot of the stuff I save. I spend my money on is like rare stuff. Like I think last time I was on the podcast, I was talking about how I bought the um, the Westwood One CDs for um, Paris '92. So I like so I don't. I the only purchase I've ever made from the um, GNR store before the um, before this was to buy the Locked and Loaded box set, and okay. so um, that worked. That was fine. So I never had. I didn't have any problem with that, and I haven't gotten my shirt I bought the other nights yet. So I, I'll. I got, I, I haven't had any problems, but I don't have that much experience. All right. You know? yeah, so you're saying the truck, you're talking about the online thing, Brando, the online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In our truck. And I'm just watching cause I follow merch websites and I guess saw it. There was a couple people, but I know misprints happen. It's not to say that the whole operation isn't working, but I'm just curious to see if you guys had that issue as well. Since I got you um, here. I, I haven't yet. I've got a couple things. I, I, I said, you know what? I don't need the uh, classic uh, cross, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I got the reimagined. What I bought at the show was the long sleeve black one with the uh, logo on the back with the blood dripping, you know, the appetite artwork, right? And then, uh, and then I bought the white shirt because you rarely see a white uh, tour shirt. Then I got the uh, I got this one, and then I got um, uh, uh, something else. I, uh, what does oh, your uh, wife know about? Tell me, what does what does your not wife not know about yet? That's what she doesn't know about is what's coming, and yeah. that's the hoodie okay. that I got for twenty percent off the hundred. And I got to tell you, this is the highest per- merch prices I've ever seen. They're up to fifty. You know, I know Kiss started doing that and the, the, the right. So we're, we're now, it's not 40, it's not 35, 40, 45, we're 50, 50 for every shirt. Even the mammoth stuff was 50. Okay. And then it's 75 long sleeve shirts and a hundred for the hoodie. So I got the hoodie with that deal that he, uh, Matt's talking about the 20% off. So I added that and I kept going back to the stand. I grabbed a mammoth shirt and then I got that, like I said, the skull reimagined the white shirt. Uh, and, and then I, I said, you know what? I don't need the classic cross. I've got that, you know, in so many versions, Exactly. but I had to get it. 
I had okay. to get it look so beautiful on somebody. That's why I, so, I had to get the different ones where I got that, that teal uh, kid's shirt that barely fits me. Uh, but I wanted it. And then the long sleeve orange shirt. I mean, yeah, it looked cool. I did cool. get that. And I right. wanted it, but I was, I'm already it's good to know trouble. we all got a good haul no matter what happened. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm already so, in trouble. Do you guys bring back your haul since you're both so close? Like, like Mike, do you still, do you bring back your, since you're 10 minutes, sorry, 13 or 14 minutes away? Whatever it is, yeah. you take your t-shirts back to your your house, or do you you're carrying around a bag, a good duffel yeah, bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bag. I, I bought a duffel bag. I bought a duffel bag from a, the the GNR connected people. Like they have a separate merch stand that's not run by the venue. It's the GNR people that are selling banner, the flags and stuff, and lanyards. So I bought a bag from them to put these shirts in. So I put all the shirts in that thing yeah. and I brought that home with the lithograph. And if I had thought about it, Brando, I would have got you a lithograph, bro. I swear. <laughs> okay. I have no but, room on my wall. <laughs> we got to reorganize but, it. Yeah, that, that, that was it. And then I ordered the two things on the darn merch truck thing that Matt, uh, discovered and i wish i didn't sit but i got it all and i'm happy i i'm, I'm gonna chill I'm, all right I'm i tried not to regret my my gnr on tour like i, <laughs> yeah, I the gnr tour truck purchase I'm, I'm trying to just live with it you know all right uh, so did you guys get there in time and it was cool to see uh, richard fortis put this out on social media he's like make sure you get there early for for mammoth for wolfgang van halen oh yeah. yeah i think he deserves it i don't he's I understand that's part of being an opening act. Like people are just settling in and stuff, but man, he's good. He's a headliner, like almost already. Like he's going to yeah. be, he's not. You know, the music's great. Um, and I'm a big, I grew up with like, you know, cause I'm only 30. So I grew up with um, a lot of the two thousands rock bands, like, you know, Alter bridge and things like that. And like, you can tell in his music that a lot of this, a lot of it's influenced. Cause I know he's a big fan of Alter bridge and I know that, um, Cause when, even before he joined Tremonti, he was, he came up and played with Alter Bridge on stage a couple times. So I know he's a big fan of that band and I can hear that influence in it. And I love that. And I love that you can hear the Van Halen influence in it. It's, it's like a combination of the stuff I grew up with, with the music, the classic rock that I found later in life. You know what I mean? So I love that yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Well put. I like that. Yeah. Mike, what did you think of, uh, of, of Wolfgang? I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. His vocals are surprised the heck out of me, really. You know, the vocals, you know, and you don't know how it transfers live, but it, and my wife was saying the same thing. She goes, boy, he's got a great voice and, you know, he's playing everything. He's got the keyboard, he's playing guitar. He's, you know, he played every instrument, I guess, on that album, but I'm, I, I agree with Matt. You know, I don't think, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the, the stuff. And I know he, he, he responds back to any of that criticism about, you know, name recognition, but it reminded me, you know, to have him open was similar to the way that the stones have had emerging acts open. I mean, this is a big, I mean, you're right. It, Mammoth is going to carry the banner. Is it mammoth Greta Van fleet or who, but it's, you know, uh, Wolfgang Mammoth WVH is for real, and 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 I thought that was a it was a short set, but it was perfect, and uh, it was just a, a great opener. It reminded me of 
it reminds me of Guns N' Roses opening for Aerosmith, which I saw, right? And Guns N' Roses opening for The Cult, which I saw, and opening for The Stones, which I saw. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I don't, quick question. I don't think you, there was, when you saw, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just, this popped in my head. When you saw The Cult and Guns N' Roses, was Matt on drums or was that? It was, uh, n- no, it wasn't, uh, it, no, it wasn't Matt. It was 87 still. I think it was like 86 or seven. It was 87. So, and it was, and it was at the Long Beach Sports Arena. So it was Adler. It was Adler. No, I meant was Matt on drums for the Colt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, and I, and in confession, I was there for Guns N' Roses, right? Because that was like, and, it, and it's a scattered appetite run because it was like, I saw him at the Celebrity Theater in Anaheim. Uh, it just, and it was all happening so fast, but they were like, they'd headline one show local and then you'd find out and then they were opening for someone else they'd be op- so they were opening for the cult but i i felt like the energy was behind guns and roses i mean uh, definitely for that show aerosmith guns and roses at the pacific amphitheater was kind of split it was like a kind of a a split crowd because aerosmith was big with the, the, the permanent vacation was a big uh, oh yeah deal uh going into pump there was a big reemergence of, of aerosmith but but there was so much so much energy about guns and roses opening for these bands and i saw guns and roses at the tacoma dome in uh 91 with skid row right and skid uh-huh. row was a hot hot item i think it was like 91 it was before the big uh metallica uh and uh you know, Metallica, and they delayed those dates. And I saw Metallica, Guns N' Roses at the Kingdome with Motorhead was the opening act. Faith No More had dropped out of it. And they had the metal church, I think, guitarist for uh, when James burned his hand, right? They'd, they had uh, uh, rescheduled all those dates. But yeah, anyhow, I'm just... So riffing on memories. It's, well, then it's going to be interesting to get, you know, your perspective of somebody who, who's seen so many classic GNR shows in the lineup and, and Matt, who, you know, is so dedicated, but it's, it's your, your newer, well, your first show was what, how many years ago it was just, uh, my, uh, my first, first GNR. Mass, yeah. Your mass yeah. first, your first show yeah. was one, uh, 2016, um, uh, All Seattle. Right. Yeah. Yes, with Allison chains and, and Duff's Duff's daughter's yeah. band. Yeah. So we're talking 2016 versus, you know, 1987. So I want to know if you're, what are you both looking forward to at this GNR show? Are you looking forward to hearing absurd or what are you excited for here? You know, like are you excited for maybe the same things? Like, I guess, how are you waiting for GNR? And what I'm assuming they went on time because they're, they're no longer late despite all the jokes that are still made for some reason. They're too early. They're too early. Right. Right. I will say, um, one thing was that when we were in, when I went and saw them in Tennessee, um, they were 40 minutes late that show and you could feel the energy in the crowd. And wow. it was, it was, it, cause people were like, Uh-oh. a lot of, it, a lot of these guys, like, you know, not everyone's like the three of us. A lot of these people are going to see Guns N' Roses for the first time since the eighties. 
or they're just casual fans. They never seen them, but everyone knows the stories of the band going on late. So once it got to the 30 minute mark, you could feel the crowd really get anxious, but then they came out in 40 minutes. It must, I, I don't, it must've been technical difficulties or something, but yeah, they, they, they still played a full show too. So no one was mad afterwards, but it was just so funny to hear, feel that energy. Cause I had never felt that at the first two GNR shows, you know, <laughs> And now when they come in early, now it's confusion. I feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would say um, I was, and it's, I, I was even, I don't know if it was on your comment feed or on um, Guns N' Roses comment feed about the show, but um, I was actually very excited to hear Absurd because um, like I said, I'm a younger guy and um, I don't remember what it was called. The, um, the, whenever it's done bootleg, the one where they took half, it was half, um, the leaked songs and half the live songs from rock and Rio and, um, and Osaka 2002 and stuff. So I've been listening to silk and that, that album came out that, that bootleg came out when I was like 14. So I've been listening to silkworm since I was, I was 14 years old. So it, for me, it's part of the G it's been part of the GNR catalog for a long time. And it's, it was just another, for me, it was just another old, old uh, GNR song that I loved since I was a kid that I never got to see live. Hmm. And I don't think and I, I, it's funny because I don't think everyone I'm one of the few people that has that perspective on absurd. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially since you've been listening to it, like kind of on your own uh, rotation. I yeah. think I listened to it twice over the years when it was silkworms. Yeah. And I'm Mike, like, yeah. But Mike is a like, classic. I'm just curious, though, as a classic, though, this is not a very stones. Rolling Stones influenced Guns N' Roses song. It's completely different. No, but I love it. And let me let me just say this. In deference to Matt and even to you know and definitely to you, it, 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 but 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 to someone like Matt, and I and I say this, and this is just, you know, I don't like in genuine humility, I have rediscovered Guns N' Roses in a, in, in a sense. There's a freshness about them that I see through the lens of a generation that comes before me, like, or, or came after me, that was excited about Guns N' Roses with Chinese democracy and, um, and then understands and knows all those sessions. And, you know, you guys are... Like there seems to be this generation of, of, of Guns N' Roses fans that are encyclopedias about like like you guys know the band better in so many in, in, in ways and all the stuff, you know, that in reckless life, like you guys know everything that's in the reckless life, uh, you know, like that's just base information to you, to me, living it from the eighties. And then, you know, when Axel went off after spaghetti and everything died down, it was kind of like kind of set them aside. And I, I, I didn't have the same excitement with uh, initially with Chinese democracy, but when they came back with uh, three of the classic line, when this 2016 thing came, I found uh energy this something from somebody like matt from somebody like you know like did, did you get what i'm saying it's like I yeah yeah I, really? I started seeing him through a different lens and i started learning more about the band <laughs> like oh, yeah like about buckethead and for this guy and that guy and that guy a bunch of you know all these players that 
you know, I didn't have, you know, the familiarity with and a lot well, of it should be. I, yeah, I'm, I'm learning through, you know, it's like how I learn about bands that came before me is, is it's a different lens. And that's what music should be. It's bringing people yeah. together, you know, regardless of, you know, when you were born and that yeah. should be uh, dictated. But yeah. no, I completely uh, understand that. So you you like absurd. I don't I, It's I feel a little weird singing along to it, you know, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to sing along to it. Oh yeah, it's weird. Um, I was definitely singing along to everywhere of the concert. But I made maybe <laughs> on the bus on, on on when I'm riding the bus to the to the. I don't concert, want to. You know? I don't want to sing the song. I mean, my my fiance doesn't care. She kind of laughed. She's like, "Oh wow, these are the lyrics." But yeah. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I remember um, a few weeks ago, I met a really hardcore Guns and Roses fan. Like he was like he was so hardcore. He was like um, the sound on Matt Sorm's drum sound on Libertad. Um, is is how i base my drum sound that's how hardcore the guy was and so i asked him about absurd and he was like didn't like it he's like isn't that did they just re-record a song that was on chinese democracy and i was like no but i see why you might think that <laughs> i think so it's, 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 it's very interesting to hear the, all the different takes everybody has on it you know and it's that's really the only person i met in person besides hardcore gnr fans that were because I, I, I met some people at the show that were hardcore and love absurd, just like me and Mike do. But I, didn't, I had never met anybody that had an opposite take on it, you know? <laughs> I think I put yeah. that uh, a meme up. of You can see the, that classic meme template of the, you know, the very male uh, chauvinistic um, Astros fan putting his, like, his hand around like his girlfriend or whatever, talking to her like intently about something. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. man, well, Absurd was technically Silkworm was back in 2000. And, you know, it's just like, it's just so funny. Like when you try to explain this, you know, is it a new Guns N' Roses song? Is it just Chinese democracy? You can't answer that simply. And then you get sound like a GNR nerd. But that's what I don't know. I think there is something really fucking incredible, though, about hearing a track that's got, um, you know, Duff on bass. I don't we don't obviously we don't know if, if, if Rich because, you know, all the Guns N' Roses albums have different guys on each song. Um so we don't know if Rich is on, but it's such, so cool to hear a track with Slash, Duff, and Brain. You know what I mean? I, I never thought I would hear that. Like hearing hearing Brain back those two up, it's so cool. You know, because he's such he's such an incredible drummer, and he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. So we'll see if he comes back. I um I texted him twice. I know he's a super busy guy. He's not big on social media at all. He's just kind of like one of those. You'd think him and Axel like they kind of have that in and out kind of thing. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I, I bit the uh, the hand that fed me as far as like just admitting that after all this time. Yeah, he he told me that Melissa wants to come on the podcast and they want to do the, the, the podcast together. He's like, we're working on a project together. I can't, we can't promote that on your show because of, you know, I already did an episode about this. The don't ban me episode. But what's interesting is that you saw a picture. It might have been at the L.A. show. They went backstage. It was brain was back there with Melissa, with I forget her last name. Nandy, the the young ten year old drummer that's gone viral. Like yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, with uh, Dave Grohl, she's just gone viral. All these rock stars wanted to play with her. So I, I'm gonna. She liked my tweet. Nandy did. So I'm gonna reach out to her. Maybe I'll get her on the podcast. You're but, saying Brain was there? Yeah, there's a picture of of Brain, Melissa, and little ten year old oh, uh, cool. Nandy, the drummer. You know, uh, outside I guess their dressing room, and I think it was L.A. It might have been. I love. I love it if they brought him up on stage more. Like I said, like. Uh, like when I when I got into Guns N' Roses, he was the drummer. You know what I mean? Because I got into him like 2003, two thousand three, somewhere in there. So Brain was the guy when I joined. So 
and I, wow. I like him. I'm still getting, he's uh, some of the best uh, interviews that I've done. And before I forget, Michael, you have a, a stones tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Your arm. Yeah. I've got uh, too many of them. You know, that's one oh. stones. Then I've got Keith and I've got Keith and uh, Mick right here. Little portraits. portraits. Okay. Those are some old ones. And then I've got my stones oh. tongue on oh, here nice. and I've got, you know, I've got some other stuff, but yeah, that so, was my only that. cool stone sting is my bridges to Babylon t shirt or tour t shirt. That's the only one. <laughs> Great okay. tour. Yeah, yeah. I my, I think my friend gave it to me when we were teenagers because it was too big for him and I was a little bigger than him. But I, I just I just saw it when I was grabbing my Guns and Roses shirt to work to come out here, funny enough. And and yeah. my, my brother Tristan, who I mentioned earlier, uh, he got to see the stones in Israel when he was on Birthright, which is pretty Oh cool. wow. Oh, yeah. that's rad. Yeah, so he, he has like a Rolling Stones T-shirt and all uh, Hebrew. So that's wow, that's pretty wow. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I want to get to you know, yeah, absurd is the big thing now because that's the new thing. But what are you both looking forward to in the set list? Are you looking forward to your favorite songs? Are you expecting to be surprised by something? Oh, and by the way, I'm leaving my email up just in case. Um. Okay, so this is kind of almost breaking news. I'm gonna not really. I'm gonna interview. Uh, the guy from Mr. Big. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Which, which one? Uh, Eric. Oh, cool. Eric. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's coming up. I'm going to schedule that. So wow. I'm, I'm waiting. So yeah. So Eric from Mr. Big and I'm still waiting to hear back from, uh, Jerry Cantrell. Still waiting to, wow. I, I want to confirm that, but it's just like cans being kicked down, but it's, yeah, it should I mean, be happening. You're Not talking fun. to two guys that saw Alice and Chains open for Guns N' Roses. So. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, his his new album, uh, Jerry's, uh, features Duff at least in one, at least one oh, song. Yeah. So there'd be a lot well, to talk to him about. Well, so Duff anyway. was like a touring member of Alice in Chains, I think, for a brief period when when they first reunited the band without Lane. He was a uh, he was like a he played a couple of shows on rhythm guitar with them. I think he did that. He, he did that with uh, Jane's Addiction as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he wrote, I remember that period. Jeez, Duff, he's yeah. like. He's everything. He's in everything. He's like the yeah. one man, uh, one man band, like Menudo. He's just like yeah. something else. He, he, he blows my mind. You know, like if I, you know, just looking at, just watching that show. And I remember thinking it and feeling it, but to see a guy um, in the condition that he's in, the, the shape he's in and the energy that he brings to that show. I mean, he's, He's 10 times the showman that he was in the eighties and the nineties, oh, yeah. right? He's just 10 times. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so cool to see. So what it's so think, cool to see. Then what did you think of? And I was, um, you thought for a second, at least I did when they, before they, uh, I guess it was maybe the second show after uh, absurd debuted, they started playing uh, the, the Stooges song. And I was like, wait a minute, is this a new song? Oh, no, no. I, 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 I quickly recognized it. So but to me, I think it's a highlight now because yeah, yeah. Duff and, and Slash seems really into it. So I'm like, what do you, how do you guys feel about the, this? What is it? Uh, Walk a Dog? What's the name of it again? I like, want to be your dog. I want to be, be your dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan of it because I'm a huge Stooges fan because I discovered, <laughs> I discovered the Stooges from, um, from Spaghetti Incident. Was, um, I, that's how I got into punk rock was the Spaghetti Incident. So wow, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Resurgence fan. I, and just for like, cause you know, like I know you guys have been a part of the community for a long time. People like to rag on guns for um, playing too many covers. 
But like, for example, my buddy Corey, who works for, like, hey, Corey, if you're watching this, um, he, he works for School of Rock and he was able to get two free tickets um, to the concert. And he's not a big Guns N' Roses fan, but he's a huge Stooges fan and he's a huge Who fan. So when they played I Want to Be Your Dog and they played, um, and they played um, The Seeker, he was super stoked because he didn't, he was expecting to see a band he was a casual fan of. He wasn't expecting to hear some of his favorite songs. You know what I mean? I do. So I think that's that's why my fiance, she, uh, the band that we do bond over uh, are the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to hear Live and Let Die. She loves that when GNR plays that. Oh, I yeah, have to so, over you guys. I don't, I've heard it enough. I don't dislike the song, certainly, but it's, you know, if they replaced it with, uh, you know, a pretty tied up, I would love that. She wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just, you got to play it to the masses sometimes and what they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a hit, it covers a hit. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, and I, I think if you see from my tweets, uh, you know, like some of the, the, the people ask, what's your top five, 10 band? I, I like so much. There's so much I like, and I have a click this, you know, eclectic taste, I think, because I like a lot of the blues. I'm, I, I wrote that in response to you. I said, you know, and, and I, and I feel this with all the conviction in my heart that, you know, the stones brought uh, Chicago electric blues back to America. Right. And made it happen or like, like they reinterpreted it. And, and that's what made the stones. And I think that, I think that there's an element of guns and roses that reinterpreted <laughs> them, And then they do punk, you know, like the stones efforts on punk, they're, interpretation of punk is found in 78 on some girls and there's a similarity between mick and axel and they're constantly reaching to uh reinterpret the trend and then take it in another direction take it to another place and i think that they both do that with uh with, with 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 the punk sound i mean you know like you know, Matt, Matt, Matt alluded to, I kind of liked all the punk crossover with metal and, and seeing Metallica back in 81 at the same place. I saw, I saw guns and roses at radio city in Anaheim. That's where I'm born and raised. And I saw them and that was one of the early Duff shows. I didn't know that till later, but I I guess it was one of the first or second Duff performances, Hmm. but uh, Metallica played there and it was like, punk it, it felt like some speeded up punk to me but but i think that the way that uh guns and roses experiments and i hear that more and more on you know when i listen to i i'm probably getting into chinese democracy where you were years ago matt or yeah. brando right like and i'm hearing it with fresh ears it's like a fresh album still to me and I'm hearing the experimentation. And I think that Mick always tried to do that. He always tried to push the envelope, even with, you know, some albums that weren't so well regarded, like Undercover of the Night or um, uh, uh, Voodoo Lounge. But I think he was always trying to take whatever was the hottest thing, disco even in 78 with some girls, right? Mm. And I think that that's Axel. You know, Axel will do that, right? He's, he, takes, he takes stuff. And, uh, you know, there's stuff on Chinese democracy with a beat that, you know, and I love that he takes those chances, you know, and I don't, you know, everybody's, 
you know, there's a lot of people from my generation, Guns N' Roses fans that are just, they're just stuck in that, uh, uh, hey, it's the classic lineup, that's it. And after those first few albums, that's it. And I, I can't be, you know, you know, look at, look at the draw, look at how many people are coming in, man. There are people older than me, my age, younger than me, people taking their kids, their grandkids, all types, yeah. all ages. It, yeah. it's not at every show that, that really isn't. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome to see. So for, for both of you who are going into the show, like me, positive, you want to hear everything, the old stuff, the, the new air quote stuff, you know, the Chinese democracy stuff. So what were your personal highlights? What were the songs that you both uh, enjoyed and, and maybe mentally you'll, you'll remember this uh, Portland show for. Um, for me, I mean, it's, I really was happy to hear you're crazy. And it was another thing while you we were talking about with, I want to be your dog where they started playing the riff and you thought it was a new song. Um, they changed up. You're crazy. It starts with Frank on drums now. Mm. Um, if you, if at wow. least at the Portland show it did. So I didn't even know what song it was. And then it came out of nowhere, which was great. And then Madagascar was, was massive for me. Just cause um, I had, I remember when I saw them at the gorge, I had saw on the message boards on my GNR that um, they had played, um, that they had been rehearsing in Madagascar. And for context for the, um, um, for the Gord show, we had, um, me and my nephew, I went with my nephew and me and my nephew always told ourselves that if we saw GNR together, we would get some night train. <laughs> and so we, we drove all over Portland trying to find night train cause they don't sell it anywhere. And we found it. And so we're, we're pretty, we're, you know, we were drinking night train all night and beers and stuff. So I'm, 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 I'm a little under the influence. And then they, I'm shouting for my Michelle the whole night was my favorite song. And then um, they play it. And then I'm like, well, what do I do now? And I start screaming for Madagascar the whole rest of the show. Cause I heard they were rehearsing it. So to finally get to hear that. And it was the first song of the encore. Like when those, you know, and that song, you know, when those, when those keys hit or that, that synth intro hits, like I was like, I was flabbergasted. Cause I love that song. You know, it's another one of those songs I grew up with. So that were like new guns and roses songs to me when I was a teenager. So it was, I was yeah. definitely most excited for your crazy in Madagascar out of anything in the set. Just yeah. Think back to the 2002, the MTV VMAs when Axel comes back and is, you know, is Jerry Rice Raiders Jersey and is all new band except for, for Dizzy. I mean, myself included, I didn't recognize anybody. You know, I didn't know what a buckethead was at the time, Robin <laughs> Fink. And they played this new song that I had never at the time. I didn't hear the leaks. This is like when I was first getting into the community. Uh, I mean, Madagascar. I back then, even nothing, nothing had really leaked. It was just, oh, my God, and some live recordings. Yeah, I think it was just a live recording of a Madagascar that existed at the time. And then flash flow forward to today, it's Slash and Duff are playing a Madagascar. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a, <laughs> what world is this? What a mm. hot Twilight Zone is, is this? But here we are. And like another cool thing with this, with the set on this tour, on the, on the comeback tour um, is that they're doing Chinese democracy and slither back to back now, at least at the Portland show they did, which yeah, I think yeah. is so cool. Cause it's like to hear those two songs in a row, it's just, and that it's like, you know, who, whoever thought you'd hear slash play Chinese democracy or actual play slither, you know, so I it's want cool to hear them back to back. Yeah. It's just like, well, you know, <laughs> Keep doing it. I don't care if it's a cover. Let's hear some slashes sneak pit. Let's go. Yeah. Um, no, my, 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 my best friend who's been to hundreds and hundreds of shows with me, he was like, when we saw guns, did they, 
play a Slash and Snake Pit song? And I was like, no, but we saw Slash play two side of Snake Pit songs and they opened for Ozzy. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. What should I train? Uh, what were your highlights, Mike? Uh, well, you know that Night Train's my favorite, right? But uh, Double Talk and Jive, they just go off, man. I mean, yeah. it's just... It's it's in an extravaganza. Uh, to, it, it just it's a sensory overload, man. It, 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 and 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 to hear that, I just loved it. Um, I'd also have to say, and I was surprised, but I told you this in in a reply. Uh, I, well, I thought it was a kick to hear. Uh, you know, Axel introduced now, you know, and he's done this type of thing before he says, now we're going to make it, you know, slow it down and give you some nice, beautiful love songs or something like that. And then they go into, uh, you could be mine. Right. And so that whole, uh, set, what was it? You could be mine. I want to be your, then they go into, I want to be your dog and absurd. Right. And, you know, he didn't, it was just like this, this set that were just everything opposite of love songs. And then after civil war and the solo sweet child of mine, they, they, they actually do slow it down and go into that kind of mini acoustic set with Wichita lineman. So I want to say Wichita lineman uh, and knocking on heaven's door. I thought they were incredible versions, but his, his, his vocals on Wichita lineman and, and I'd also say patience were just perfect. I mean, he was oh, yeah. just perfect. No. And I was actually surprised when, um, when Wichita, not when Wichita started, but when he, when Axel came in, when the first line, I think a lot of people realized that what, what was going on at that point. And they actually got a pretty good pop from the crowd. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But yeah. And, actually, yeah. I, and I never, I've seen them play Wichita three times, but I never heard like a pop like that for it, which was cool. Yeah. I yeah. love that version. It made me yeah. go back. He'll laugh at this, Mike. I mean, and Matt, maybe you went back just like I did. I mean, I knew of Glenn Campbell, but I never really spent time listening to his music. So hearing GNR cover that made me go back. And the original, of course, is just fantastic. But I hadn't heard the original until I heard GNR do. Oh, yeah. Uh, which you yeah, I, I, heard the I hope it's on a new album. Yeah. I, I went off on a rabbit trail earlier and I know we're talking about what our highlights were of this show, but I want to say um, unequivocally uh, to, and just with all the conviction in the world, I think that they're, I think that they uh, make cover tunes their own, unlike any other band in history, right? Metallica comes close. I think Metallica uh, does a great job. I, I you know, I love, I love Metallica and I love what they do, uh, you know, with on, on garage Inc. And, you know, they do a great job with covers, but, you know, my wife and I'll let her think this, I, 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 I don't tell her the real story. She, she hears, and I know she saw McCartney with me doing live and let die, but she thinks that knocking on heaven's door is guns and roses she doesn't know it's Bob Dylan, right? She doesn't know, uh, uh, you know, live and let die is guns and roses to her. Right. So mm. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know that there's a better band that does, uh, uh, that takes a cover and reimagines it. 
completely. Absolutely. I agree yeah, with I'm that. Not, there are I'm very much hoping there's at least because there's been rumors for years that the new album was supposed to have a cover on it. I'm really hoping there is because that's that'd be something nice for them to bring back. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say on the topic of highlights of the show, this was out of all four shows I went to the best mood and the most energetic and the most talkative I had ever seen Axel. Like you, you, you were there, Mike. He was between yeah. almost every song. He was talking to the crowd. He was he was bringing up these great stories of talking to Pete Townsend before Rock and Rio um, about covering the Seeker, which was great. He was he was bringing up. He was like, "Sorry, I'm so energized tonight, guys. I, I got all hopped up on Voodoo Donuts before the show." That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and I'd that's never right. heard him like I'd never seen. And it's not that any of the other shows I saw he was in a bad mood. I'd never seen him in such. Yeah, good this looked like he was having so much fun and so joyous up there, which was great to see. Yeah, wonderful to see. And that donut I, line reminds me of something before I forget it. Uh, I follow Beta on Instagram, and she's been showing. I, I like following a lot of these people. I'm showing more backstage stuff. That's why uh, Megan Hodges slash his girlfriend is great. Uh, Susan uh, McKagan is great. But uh, Beta, she was, and just to show you, like, there's no hard feelings or anything. I just want them to get to know me to not block me from interviews. Like she was showing like their food spread, a food spread, and there was like, look at all the donuts we're eating, but don't worry, these are not for Axel because I know I'm gonna get comments like that. No. I just thought that was funny, you know. She's like, they're my donuts, these are not Axel's donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I like Axel's not even like like he he has to know people like give him a hard time for that crap, but like he I like how he that he doesn't stop him from making jokes and having fun with it. You know what I mean? He should have fun, and honestly, yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't feel slightly pudgy next to Duff? Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean come on. Yeah. It's, it's, what? I, it's I, so I, I feel it's like, like a little girl and I feel fat next to him, you know. I feel like yeah. I think he's looking great this tour. I don't I feel like it's he looks like uh, he's running around on stage like he's but like he's in his twenties or thirties again. He's he's and you know, he's 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 it just see he looks like he's in a bat maybe I don't know if what happened to him during the pandemic, but it seems like he's, he's been his energy. He, he's got great energy and he's so positive and happy on this tour. It's like, I love it. So good to see, you know? And yeah, you can, I agree. He looks great. I think he sounds great. I think that just the fans that they, they want to find something negative. Or, or the, mm, the I feel like, yeah, it's like you hear yeah. them always talk about all the bad stuff Axel does, but you never hear him talk about when he's having a great night, like in Portland, you know what I mean? Like you never hear yeah. those stories. Okay. And, and for, from my point of view, from, from my perspective, you know, I hear this stuff and I won't use the term that's, that's used about, you know, his high register, the falsetto. Oh, yeah. Right. But I'm sorry, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's his show. Could he step it down? You know, he, could he step it down? I mean, they open with it's so easy and yeah, you, I can imagine him stepping it down. I was just listening to the live era yesterday and uh, I forget what song it was. And I said, geez, he could eat. Oh, you could be mine. And I said, yeah, he could probably, he could step it down and be here. Uh, but he's, you know, might go into a higher register, but you know what? I, I just put that down to his creativity. I don't think, I, I, I think that, I think that it is, incredible to me that he has the vo he has the vocal power behind that falsetto right i i i, I he does and now there might be nights where, where, where it's, it's it's not quite that way but 
for him to go from that uh, high register to that mid range, which he's just incredibly powerful in that mid range and that lower range. And he just, he moves between the three and then the screen comes and you think, is he all out of get? He's been in this high register for this extended period of time. How is he going to hit that, you know, get that scream out, but he does, right. He gets it done. And, you know, the, that's a challenging, uh, you know, it's a challenging catalog, man. And it's an mm-hmm. endless, you know, and I hear people say, I hear this thing all the time about, oh, uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, the ones who will say overrated for what they put out. Well, what they put out, they put out nearly four albums on one midnight, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they put out, you have 70 plus songs. I mean, there were, you know, it's, it's the timing you don't like, man. It's not the, it's not the output. It's the timing, you know, they just, you know, they put out a, a, a ton of music at once, you know, what, what, what am I looking forward to? I'll take anything. And I like absurd and Chinese democracy for me is like, I'm hearing it with fresh ears. This old man here is um, becoming more and more a fan of that record through these uh, live renditions and hearing Slash take these guitar parts. And I just, it, what a beautiful, what a beautiful record. Chinese democracy is going up, you know, it keeps ranking higher in my mind and in my, you know, and I want to hear it more and more. Yeah, and no. I don't, I don't get tired of, 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 of the, the, you know, the catalog. I want more, but for people to say they keep selling out, they keep the, the crowds keep coming and there's plenty of songs and look right, right. Matt, Matt said his, what, what was the favorite song? My Michelle. Well, we didn't get that. Did we get that? No, we Portland? didn't get that one. That, we that didn't was, get that. Cause you were at the gorge with me. They played it at the gorge. Yeah. 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 And you can leave a guns and roses concert and there are legacy acts that there's eight or nine songs. If they're lucky, there's eight, nine songs, right? Mm-hmm. Like not saying like maybe kiss or, you know, you've got the stones, you got a few bands, but guns and roses. Yeah. You can go to a show and boy, do they give you effort? Do they give effort and give you your money's worth? They're playing for two and a half hours, two hours, yeah. four, hours, three hours. And you're still leaving. You leave the show and there's That's 10 more. more tunes that you uh, uh, would have died to hear. Agreed. You know? Agreed. So. so where does this rank for you, Michael? Someone who's seen them for so, in so many different places in so many different uh, times of your life. Where does this show rank for you? Ah, it's all relative, but the. Sure. The, the insanity in the war, like just if I could just say that, just taking the climate of the last two years mm-hmm. and this comeback that, that, that has to be factored into it. Sure. And um, to see these guys on stage uh, uh, better, they're tighter now than when I, I, in my opinion, since 2016, you know, the, the first stadium show, they keep getting tighter and better. Um, it, it's up there. I haven't seen a show I don't like, but I, 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 um, this, this made me very, very emotional just because of the time, uh, that the times that we're in seeing everybody cancel butt guns and roses. 
<laughs> and to yeah, see him yeah. come to Portland and port we Matt was did this city based on all the coverage and all the crap and all the stuff that you see here, you know, the people here and the times and just the, the way that everyone's been feeling. I felt like they came here and it was like a spiritual revival. Oh, exactly. That's how I felt. And it was like you said, so many people, different people from different walks of life and different cultures and everybody was just there for the same thing. You know what I mean? We were all, we were all on the same page, you know, and that was, that was nice to see. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was so incredible. And it's, and I don't like, it's going to be like, it's so hard to pick my favorite of all the guns and roses shows we saw because there was there was everything is something special like i said when i saw them in tennessee they played locomotive when i saw them in, in seattle was my first show and they played catcher in the rye you know so like it's so hard to pick but like the energy this was the best energy yes. i'd ever seen at a guns yes. and roses concert for sure and it was so positive and so wonderful and like i said you could see and even like even like during the encore like slash was out on the stage for a good like five or ten minutes after the show giving out picks to people like waving to people in the crowd when, he knew, cause, um, when i saw slash at spirit mountain casino in 2011 he was talking about how he spent a lot of time in portland and he had a lot of friends there and uh, my buddies went because slash had given somebody tickets that already had tickets so they got free tickets because of that so it was cool to see you know and like it was cool to see these guys in such like a you could tell it was it wasn't like you know every band they have you, you get shows where it's like you know, it's the middle of the tour and they're, 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 they're you know, they're, 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 they're a little gas, but you could tell these guys were so happy to be there and the energy was so wonderful. You know what I mean? And it was, yeah. it was just, it was, like you said, a spiritual experience is a really good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 oh, that's it. how I feel. It was cathartic in, in, in a way I felt freer. I felt less anxious. I felt all kinds of joy and they were, um, they they just brought brought joy to this city, and I think Axel said, "Ready to have some fun, or let's have yeah, some yeah. fun tonight, tonight, or something like that." And man, I said, "Geez, just to hear those words and the and boy, did you unleash the fun!" Thank you, Axel. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Slash, Thank Duff, everybody. Melissa, everybody, Frank, and it it ranks way up there, man, Brando, Brando and, and Matt for me. It does. It, it, it it's it's the best show is the last one I saw. <laughs> and, yeah, and I just, right on. it just thank, burned. I got to thank you guys for kind of bringing me along this, this trip again, because Mike has, have you, as you mentioned before, you'll go sometimes go on like several shows on a, on a tour leg. That's not something I normally do while, albeit I only went to two and I hope to go. Uh, it's just, I, I, it just makes me wish I, I go to each stop and, and you're helping me along. Like, cause I wish I was in Portland for that. You know, so it's just very cool to kind of get that same vibe uh, from each city. Like everyone's really excited, and you know, I know I, I saw you, Michael. You were wearing your Guns N' Roses face mask. I, I just everyone continue just to be safe, be smart. You know, do what you can, and and hopefully uh, GNR can keep uh, this this tour night train uh, going because uh, yeah. we we all we all want it. We all want yeah, it. Yeah. I think I think I yeah. think people could use a little live music right now. Yeah, like, um, I'm I'm going to see um, Megadeth next weekend, and I'm I'm ecstatic for that. I didn't even think I was going to go because I thought, long story, I thought I was going to go on a vacation. I thought I was going to have to can't give my ticket to somebody else, but I get to go now. Good. I'm so unbelievably excited for that because like Megadeth's another band I discovered around the same time as Guns N' Roses, 
right on and like music's my my whole life so it's so wonderful to be back (laughs) for it to be back and at least a little bit and getting getting to hear some of my favorite bands some of my favorite songs you know well the worst case you always get to talk about it oh yeah for sure on appetite for distortion so any future gnr dates if you want to be like michael or, or, or matt or, or Eric P who got me that far, a sweet ass uh, Fargo lithograph. Just hit me up on social media. Uh, the, the new uh, Twitter at the AFD podcast, Facebook email, the AFD show at gmail.com. Let me know in the future. I definitely want to do reviews of legacy shows. You know, maybe the, the giant stadium paradise city video shoot, or maybe like a big stone show. Those are things we'll do in the future because yeah. I'm just having so much fun doing these review shows with, you know, you, the GNR fan. But uh, as I, I mentioned earlier, as we wrap up this episode, uh, Eric Martin of, of Mr. Big, I was just told that's going to happen. And awesome. So I just got to great, 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 great. That's just, that band is so top notch, everybody in, in the band. <laughs> we'll see if I get Billy Sheehan on in the future. They're like, uh, we're still working on Billy. Would you want us to talk to Eric? Sure. Yeah, sure. And, and still waiting. Oh, maybe that's an email about Jerry Cantrell. Is it? No, it's a, it's my work email saying that my, my meeting is pushed forward. That's not as fun. That's a work email. As fun as well, with, I'm definitely going to be one of the first people to listen to the Jerry podcast because those are those are my two of my top five favorite bands, GNR and 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 AIC. So I'm ex- I'm I'm excited for that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, stay tuned for whenever that's announced. Obviously, that's why you follow on social media if you want to co-host somebody wants to co-host an episode if you want to get your questions submitted so i can ask them for you to jerry or whoever comes on so one of these next episodes is going to come review you know rock stars well in the words of axel rose considering uh, concerning chinese democracy you'll see it i don't know as soon as the word thanks to the lame ass security i'm going home